everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And uh, boy, howdy, did we die this week. Yep. I'm back, though. I I missed a podcast. Now I'm back. Well, what happened was is uh, we just looked like fucking shit from the start. It fucking stank. It stunk. See, I I told Catherine that she had to wear her wedding dress to the game. Um, she didn't. So, you know, it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's her fault, but I am saying she's been to four games and we've lost all four. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the team was wearing white, too. So I don't think that that's a faux pas socially to wear white to a football game where you're the away team. We just fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of jumping into that immediately, I want to start off the show by talking about whatever LaTeX football is doing this week. They tweeted out some eyes, eye emojis. They've done it again, attached a video to it. It's an 11 second video. The last four seconds are just a black screen. I know because I'm watching this thing like there's a Bruder film, trying to get an idea of what they're trying to show us. <laughs> yeah. It's a Comparing the death of a United States president to a 10 second Twitter clip on. <laughs> I, they, they are the same to me. This is, I'm just as serious about figuring out who actually assassinated J- JFK than I am to figure out why this video keeps showing lights. Well, I can just tell you right now, it was Ted Cruz's father. But uh, well, well, obviously. Okay, so we got a shot I, of the Joe. And, but but there's also a shot of Punch. Punch of Tula. So a shot restaurant. of the Joe, then a shot yeah. of like, looks like downtown Rustin. Downtown Rustin. Park yeah, Punch lights in Then Punch itself. Punch yeah. with street lights in it. Then a train with headlights on. So maybe, maybe we're getting, uh, maybe the lane train is going to coach this game. Guess coach, maybe. I don't know. Then a brick uh, wall. Then a brick wall. That's interesting. Are, this, then, are we sure this isn't just like an objectophile, someone who's sexually aroused by buildings going around filming things? I, I guess we can't roll it out at this point. We have to. No. That could, no, be, no, that could no. be the grassy knoll hypothesis. Some more but, lights. Then Esma's Alley. Who? I don't know where that is in Ruston. Isma? I guess it's like off of Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, that's that's it. They built it in Ruston. The then an elevator door opening. <laughs> then we got a. Who directed a, this? Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> David fucking Lynch? What does it all mean? We got a dark. The football field is darkened, but there's uh, there's light on the end zone. And then the Bulldog logo flashes. And that's it. So because by the time this comes out tomorrow, even maybe we may know what this video is trying to show us and what the eye emojis really mean. But I want us to make a guess about what this huge reveal is going to be. I want to go first. All right. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> MLB started city connect jerseys where it taught, where certain, where a team's Jersey is tied to something that the city is well known for. And while I'm was devastated when Kansas city's wasn't just a giant mound of barbecue on the back of a Jersey, <laughs> Um, I love what they did with the City of Fountains look. Uh, now, while the NCAA doesn't really have something called City Connect or have a trend of it, I'm definitely leaning towards this has something to do with the unis, and it probably has something to do with the region itself. Kind of like I mean, City Connect. You've got a train. You've got Ponchatoulas. I mean, I, I could see like a Rustin, Rustin flair to the jersey. Uh, Peach-colored LaTeX jerseys. Hell yeah. Peach Fest, Peach Fest uh, <laughs> City Connect LaTeX jersey. Okay. Here's uh, Nathan, what you got? Yeah, so every shot in this film, if we want to call it that, minus just the brick wall, are of lights. You have the city lights, the stadium lights to start, then the dangling lights in downtown Ruston, street lights, a train light, 
the brick wall that's, I guess, illuminated more hanging lights, the elevator, which is just lit from in the inside. You can't see inside of it as it opens. Then the lights from the deck illuminating the south end zone. It's something to do with light, I think, is the idea. And we were talking about uniforms. Right now, the predominant theory online is that Tech may have Columbia blue jerseys heading their way or light blue jerseys, depending on what you want to call them. I think that that's what this is. You're you're showing light over and over again. I don't think they'll have rust and flare or anything. I don't think we pay well, Adidas enough for that. But to stoop to the level of trying to incorporate rust and themed stuff on the on the unis. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I I feel like you're overthinking the lights. Um, I don't think you're wrong though about us having a, a throwback jersey. Um, this weekend, Tech is celebrating the 1972 national champion team. Uh, 50th anniversary of that, obviously, this being 2022. So I think the team is being honored like at halftime on, on the field. So I am anticipating some kind of throwback. And I think this video is just, you know, a way to hype that up. I, I'm not reading into the light as you are, but I think you're probably right. It's going to be a Columbia blue. What I'm what I'm curious about, if it is a Columbia throwback uh, jersey or any kind of throwback, what's the helmet going to look like? It's going to be a giant peach. <laughs> that would honestly be pretty great. Just a peach emoji helmet. <laughs> Fucking players come out, stuff their ass with pillows to have thick peaches. Why not? Fuck will it. help us tackle better. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, just throw your ass in the way. So yeah. I, I'm just curious to see, like, will we just, you know, not will we go with like a throwback look, like a like a tech script or something, even though we've never used that, or will it be just like an old looking state tee? You know, kind of the old style where the T's really skinny and sticking more out of the state of Louisiana. Um, I don't know. I'm really curious to see what this is. It could be a whole bunch of nothing. My my pipe dream is that they're going to have a, a home field collab to sell alongside the throwback uniform. But that ain't happening. So um, no. anyway, but it's it's exciting to see us doing something, you know, with social media. Yeah. <laughs> How far our expectations have fallen. Um, it is cool. I, I, I like it. It's not really getting a whole lot of attention except from, you know, losers like us that pay attention to this ever worsening athletic, uh, group that we have. But so a couple, couple Twitter theories though. One person, uh, one person asked if this was somebody, uh, ready to pay the buyout for Sonny Cubby, presumably. It does remind me though, I have to go, uh, turn off my bot that automatically tweets out fire skip holts around every November. So let me mo- go make sure that that's turned off okay anyway the other off the wall scenarios are doing a downtown train between downtown and the stadium since there's a stadium shot and then downtown shots but yeah that's definitely needed yeah sure um they'll just get knocked off the rails (laughs) constantly by cargo trains let's talk about north texas where tech was knocked off rails pretty early by the mean green uh i mean that means you have to leave that in yeah (laughs) just transition out of that yeah it does Uh, it does man um this this game was not fun to be at no it wasn't fun to watch either trust me bad graphic actually lack of graphics indicating what down it was and where the first down was aside uh it was a just a piss poor game from start to finish on that point uh, and this is really off the rails now um speaking of trains but um You know, we can't rag- do that every time. We can't every time we go people, off the rails. Say speaking of trains, people rag on uh on like stadium and and CBS Sports Network and like 
Conference USA having this quote unquote shitty media deal. But like ESPN Plus sucks, dude. Like it's yeah. entirely put on the school hosting the game to put on the yeah. show. And like I have not seen a good ESPN Plus show this season. Uh, as a loyal ESPN Plus subscriber who thoroughly appreciates their service in bringing me all of the La Liga home game, uh, all La Liga games, uh, I don't like your tone. Look, I, I like ESPN Plus. <laughs> I am also a loyal subscriber. However, with college football games at our level, if you're yeah, gonna they, like, if you're bad. gonna make UNT pay for the whole broadcast, which is my understanding of how it works, UNT is not gonna pay for the yellow line on the field. UNT is not going to pay for apparently a graphic saying second down Down in distance. Yeah, it was brutal. A a stadium stadium's great compared to that. You got actual good announcers who aren't biased like in this. Anyway, this is a conversation for when CUSA's new media deal gets announced in a month or so. Um, So we'll we'll talk about that probably in the offseason. Does Crackle still exist? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the worst possible. HD. (laughs) <laughs> it'll be a vine exclusive is netscape still around <laughs> actually that, yes is that where i don't know why you why you'd have a browser specific <laughs> oh boy oh boy can't wait to hear that one uh yeah tech tech was horrible and i i have a lot to say about this and i'll bide my time until it is my turn yeah All so right. let's go ahead and jump into this do that quick game recap and here we go Two sacks by Mazen Richards on Tech's opening drive end it before it gets going, and then North Texas gets in the end zone in three plays, all of a sudden 7-0 Mean Green. The Bulldogs are able to get a first down after a first and 30 just to stall and settle for three points anyway. North Texas runs the ball five straight times, finally throws a pass, and it goes for 51 yards in the touchdown. Tech punts, North Texas punts, Tech punts again. Then Ayo Adeyi takes a 92-yard run to the house, 21 to three North Texas, but just when it's in danger of getting ugly, the Bulldog offense finally starts to wake up Two third down conversions and a 34 yard touchdown pass to Taj McGee, make it 21 to 10. The mean green run the ball 12 times on their next drive. And that ends in another score 27 to 10 after the missed extra point tech answers that one on the next drive with a 74 yard pass to smoke who cramps up just before he can reach pay dirt. But Greg, Greg Gardner punches it in 27 to 17. North Texas has a chance to increase their lead before the half, but B.J. Williamson grabs an interception in the end zone to stop the threat, and we go into halftime with the score 27-17. After intermission, the Mean Green go three and out, and the Tech drive stalls at the North Texas one-yard line, but a field goal does make it a one-possession game, 27-20. North Texas makes it a 14-point game again the next drive, thanks in part to Jaden Cole just straight up punching a guy in the nuts for a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> Not able to trust his defense, not to punch people in the balls, Cumbie elects to go for it on fourth and three at his own 42. Only needs three yards, but McNeil finds Trey Harris for 58 instead, and the score, 34-27 North Texas. Tech is still in it. The mean green drive, but stall in the red zone and only add three, 37-27 North Texas. Parker McNeil converts a third down with his legs. Didn't know he even had those, but then gets sacked on the next third down. How do you think he runs? I don't think he did. Only a 30-yard punt by McCready, but it didn't really matter here. The next play was a 66-yard run by Kalen Horton, the fourth North Texas running back to score a touchdown in this game. Now it's 44-27. Tech has to go for it on fourth and 19 because it's the end of the game, and they fail. North Texas ends up adding a field goal, and the game ends 47-27. Yeah, uh, fucking pathetic. Yeah, yeah. I, when I ran 
26 miles earlier in the day. I thought that was going to be the most painful thing I had experienced on Saturday, and that was not true. Yeah. What an uh, asshole. Yeah. Well, humble, humble brag there from Nathan. He uh, he ran a marathon. Yeah, this this game, I mean, so, okay, what what are we doing first, bad or good? I think we got to start bad. <laughs> uh, run defense. Worst I've ever okay. seen, probably? Yeah. yeah. It's hard to believe that there are several games in which Tech performed more poorly than they did this past Saturday. Uh, apparently in 2003, Matt, I don't know if you yes. saw this stat, but yes, they gave I did. up 600 and something yards yeah. on the ground to Rice. Yeah, yeah. At, <laughs> I can't even how? imagine, dude. I, Fucking I, how? Uh, 475 yards today, uh, or, or Saturday. Was um, Spock on the team? I mean, what? what I, just, well, anyway. Yeah, that, that's incredible. Like, that, you really have to be trying, I feel like. No, uh, to not you really tackle. have to be not trying on defense. <laughs> you're just taking the piss out there fucking, what, wanking your noodle? Like, oh, here goes another guy. We're in Baspy. Don't know what's going on here. Whole team fucking zoned out on DMT. But this past Saturday was horrible. Horrible. Yeah, uh, and I, I knew mean, from the onset that it was going to be bad. Yeah, I, you know, driving to the game, um, my friend Seth asked me what I thought was about it what was going to happen. And I said, I don't know, man, like they really like to run the ball this season and we're missing Tyler Grubbs. So like, that's what scares me. Uh, yeah. I leaned over about halfway through the uh, second quarter and said, yeah, I was right to be scared. <laughs> I mean, North Texas started passing the ball and us tech fans, along with all the North Texas fans around us were like, why the fuck are you passing? What are you doing? Like y'all motherfuckers are averaging literally 12 yards per carry at this point in the game. And I don't know if that ever went down, by the way. I, I don't know what they, they ended did, at 10.1. 10.1. Wow. I mean, but they also passed for 9.3. Yeah. So, obviously you have to pass uh, some, but do you though? <laughs> when we're playing that badly? Uh, like it really did feel like a, we are, we throw a downfield j- shot just to keep you honest. So that way we can still run the ball and get 10 yards every time. The, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a game where a team is passing to set up the run. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just like uh, what else can you say? I mean, missed tackles like guys out of position, just the defensive line just getting absolutely mauled every single play, every single run that I remember. Right. Like they're in the second level and you're like, well, if BJ Williamson doesn't make that tackle for a 10 yard gain, it's a fucking 75 yard touchdown. Right. Yeah, The fact that Jaden Cole is a leading tackler from this Ooh. game. Yeah, it's brutal. And, and they ran the ball so much. Like that's brutal. that is pathetic. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I normally all, don't. The top stuff. three leading tacklers are all defensive backs from Tech. Yeah, that's. I, I normally don't tweet stuff that's like bad. as negative as I did when I said like I'm I'm like disgusted by the run defense, but that's the only way to describe that, right? I mean, yeah, it's. I I don't know what else to call it. Uh, yeah, a, a disgusting <laughs> act, as Joe Buck would say. It got to the point where it was like, why am I watching this? Like, I'm going to. I'm going to suffer through this whole thing. But I know the result every time they hand the ball off. They say there's that there's a reason you play the games, but it didn't really feel like there was once this one got started. You could just tell immediately, okay, well, if Tech's not going to be able to stop the run, then there's just no shot. Uh, and you mentioned the defensive line, especially not getting any work done on that line. I think that same was true offensively in pass protection. It felt like Parker McNeil was going down a lot. And it wasn't that we passed the ball as often as you would think in this game. We had 38 rushes and 37 pass attempts. That's pretty balanced. So it's not like they knew a pass was coming every time, but they just, the amount of drive killing sacks in this game really hampered our offense that honestly looked pretty good. But I, I'll save that point for 
what was good. Yeah. But the offensive line itself and pass protection, especially, well, I, I guess in both because our runs <laughs> didn't go too well either. Just awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we averaged 2.1 yards per carry. I mean, ugh, I don't know what to say. Um, you know, one of my one of my keys to the game, I, I wasn't on the show last week, but one of my keys to the game on my Blue Tech Blue Post was, you know, don't turn the ball over, obviously. Right. And we didn't. And we lost by 20 points. Like the offense looked good. We didn't make huge mistakes. Um, we had some penalties. Right. We had nine penalties for 86 yards. I don't know how many of those were on the offense, but one that comes to mind is it's it's about to be fourth and one from the goal line. Uh, like. I think he literally said fourth. Uh, the ball's at the one foot yard line is what the referee said. Um, and the guard, the right guard just jumped, you know, just jumped. So five yard penalty. You got to you got to take the field goal. Um, and that's that's when we're down 27, 17. So you get a touchdown there. And of course, they could have stopped us. They had stopped us the previous two plays as well. But, you know, you score a touchdown there. It's a three point game. And then, you know, it changes changes the complexion a little bit. But really, the huge plays allowed by Tech's defense were, I mean, just embarrassing to watch, you know. Um, and, and I was yelling and I tweeted some, too, about the, the holdings that were missed. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw those on TV or if I was just seeing them in the stadium. But there were some really bad ones that probably led to some of those 75-yard touchdowns. But again, when you're getting pushed around on the line of scrimmage so much that Jaden Cole is the only one who can possibly make the tackle. They're going to get away with the hold every once in a while. So you can't let them do that five times in one game. Yeah. I mean, I was seeing the same holds you were, I, I thought it was funny the one time they threw a flag. I mean, it wasn't the only <laughs> time, but they threw a flag for a holding. I forget where it was exactly in the game. And they picked the flag up and said it wasn't holding when it very obviously was. Like, okay. So you saw it. It wasn't flag. that you weren't looking. The head referee threw the flag and then allowed himself to be overruled. Like the the officiating crew was awful. I mean, again, we lost by twenty points, but uh, the one I tweeted about the holding was the sixty six yard touchdown um, by the fourth running back or whatever uh, Horton, I think his name was. Like, I, I mean, both of our guys are getting bear hugged outside while he's running through, and so you know, it, it's like a ten yard gain. Still, if either of those guys is not held and is able to make the tackle, but they were completely taken out of the play by their wide receiver blockers who were holding them. And there's three officials staring right at it as he runs through. So it's like, I just don't understand how that sort of shit, you know, they, they kept getting away with it all game. And, you know, that makes a huge difference in terms of North Texas setting their school record for rushing yards in a game, 475. I mean, without those holds or, or getting away with those holds you're talking about you know maybe a 300 yard game which is still atrocious from tech defensively but you know maybe you're talking about a one score game instead of a 20 point loss i don't know yeah and really again it comes down to the running back getting to that second level i mean there there will be holds at the line of scrimmage too because it's just kind of par for the course but they're not as obvious as they usually are when you get down to the secondary but it comes down to just how well you play in your front seven at allowing those runs, Tech had a total of two tackles for loss in the entire game. Uh, <laughs> when North Texas did pass the ball and they did 21 times, they only had one QB hurry. Meanwhile, their yeah. defense, the Mean Green defense, sacked Parker McNeil seven times and had three additional hurries. Uh. Like, And that's why, yes, you're right about the holds. They should have been called, but it would have made a blowout game a slightly less blowout game had 
even every single one of those been called just because our defense was not able to get any kind of pressure on the running back <laughs> really right. from that front seven to be able to do anything. So of course he's going to get to the second level. It really makes me think of is losing grubs for the rest of the year. If that's what it is, how important is that? Cause at first it's like, okay, we lose our best defensive player, but now it feels like we lost the guy who's able to, there's a reason maybe why he kept leading the team in tackles. And it's because he's the only one that knows where the guy is going. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll get at some of these, some of these PFF scores. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so bad. <laughs> so many guys in the forties who are getting like 60 snaps. Oh, that's brutal. Um, Can you go negative in PFF? N- no, <laughs> no, but, uh, God damn. Okay. What, what else? Anything else? <laughs> Matt, do you have anything? Are you fucking kidding me? I've been waiting to say something. You guys are just barely scraping the surface of this fucking disgrace. Uh, it was awful. And I think that we've, uh, I think that we've well established that. But I was furious. I was fucking furious because I really thought Tech had a shot, given yeah. how they played against UTEP. I didn't yeah. see anything in the UTEP, which I guess goes to show just how fucking abominably awful UTEP is. But I talked about in our group chat how it reinforces what I consider to be the bullshit narrative of the disparity between the teams that have left and and are going to leave for the AAC and Sunbelt. I think all the Sunbelt schools already left, but it's going to reinforce that bullshit narrative that, oh, well, tech, of course, tech lost. That's why they're staying in CUSA. They're not at the level that UNT is or that others are. And of course, they only beat UTEP because they're a bottom feeder along with La Tech. And so that makes me mad. And that's just a silly thing to be upset about. But I'm upset about it anyway. More realistically, logical things that I'm upset about, a defense that gives up closer to 500 rushing yards in one game than 400. I think it was, what, 475 at the end? 475, yep. That's fucking, I could, (laughs) that shit I see in NCAA football 10, which I still play, and I'm playing right now. Uh, that's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. I uh, remember that good old Manny Diaz was the, I think he was the D coordinator at Texas. Uh, I think right before he came to tech or not long before or whatever. And he had a game where he led up the most yards in the school's history. And he was removed from position the next day, his first year there. Now I'm not stupid. Well, maybe I am a little, but I'm not stupid enough to believe that Scott Power would actually be relieved of his duties after one bad game when, A, Tech is a small school that doesn't have the clout or financial legging to just be like, hey, you suck, get out of here after only a few games. He's going to stick it out the rest of the year, and he'll probably be here next year because reasons. Wait, I actually have a a theory now about that video. They all showed lights. Lights work off of power. Oh, boy. Yeah, maybe Scott Power's planning a mass blackout so people can't watch the games anymore. Um, <laughs> at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> We're going to black out the sun. Still up for your cable. So I've never actually been in favor of firing someone instantly. This was the first time I really felt like an old white man yelling at the sun. Uh, I wanted Scott Power to be like fired immediately, like to get out of the school and never come back because I don't care that it's his first year, that he's never coached at this high a level in this high a position. I wanted him to get the hell out of our school because no matter, I could see it being like a one-time thing, but this didn't feel like a fluke. It feels like something that's going to happen again. Yeah, we already had the worst run defense in the conference. Going it doesn't into this fucking game. matter, pal. Well, we just what I'm fucking saying, gave up 
Go what ahead. I'm saying is it does matter because that proves it's not a fluke. Well, okay, yeah, I see also, what you're I don't know that it's fair to say he should be like left oh, yeah, no, on the I'm not far back that. right now. It's well, you're missing what... you're missing your best run-stopping player against probably the best rushing offense in the conference this season. Also, it's his first year and it, we're in a rebuild year, so like I don't think I that's hear what you're saying. Fair. I hear what you're saying, but it is fair because one, if Tyler Grubbs is that instrumental to the team being so good that they could prevent 475 yards, then I hope a fucking bronzer is on site to get his fucking statue built to Joe next week because that's fucking I I, I I'm not going to buy into that. I don't think that Grubbs being there would have made piss all of the difference. I think the team is just bad. And it starts with coaching. The coaching was bad. And Cumbie, ultimately, it's his it's his show. And power sucks. <laughs> he sucks. And I'm just, I get it. You can't just get rid of a guy immediately. And I kind of came down off that as the last couple of days have come by. And they're like, well, you know, you can't. We're not even a school that can afford to just cut a coach loose after a few games. And it wouldn't necessarily be fair because it's only been a few games. Well, actually, it's been six. but it's not going to get better. And I don't see where, how can it not get better? It's the worst. It's it's the worst run defense in the country. It's going to get better. Is it? Yeah. Or is it just going to continue to be shit because this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's like the guy running the Ferris wheel at the County fair. You know, you don't know what the the, fuck this guy's going to do. We're what Ferris wheels. Have you written at a County fair? (laughs) You've clearly never been to Louisiana state fair in Shreveport. I don't think I have. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that you're right about, the anger because <laughs> to me i don't think it's just a, a scott power thing i i'm not sure where this where this is but so la tech sports central has has done some i guess youtube work uh showcasing things throughout the year and he posted a video showcasing basically that first long run play early in the first quarter showing players that are just kind of jogging like the li- the play is live. There's a guy who can make a tackle, but he misses the tackle and now he's gone because no one is really putting forth the effort until they realize that they needed to. They're not right. playing through the whistle. It ultimately heads to Cumby. It's it's his team after all. And then after that, it's on Scott Power. But somewhere along the line, there is an effort issue. There is a not playing through the whistle all the way, play 60 kind of mentality that's just not there with this defense right now. Well, that's deeply troubling. And it's not good. None uh, of this is good. I don't want to be having this conversation, but I just don't think. I mean, my issue is that if the issue was that we were getting outplayed because of talent, I wouldn't be worried about it. You don't think that's what happened? But I don't think that's because our players are worse. I think that's because, like, like in a numerical, like giving them a like an NCAA 14 out of 100 grade. I think that they're just as good as North Texas is. I think the issue is that they're not being coached well enough to stay in the play and they're being allowed for whatever reason to basically take their eye off the ball. Right. And that's fucking horrifying. And it's to kind of move along, kind of get us out of this drudge of talking about the defense. Um, I don't want to beat a horse to death. It was awful, but I saw things offensively I didn't like either, and it drives me up the wall when we're running the ball on third and eight. I don't I actually that. forgot about the play calling aspect of it. I that don't. I was don't. something we were talking a lot about during the game. I, yeah, there I were don't some get that definite head scratchers where it was like, and then late in the game we had third and nineteen, and instead of trying to pick up some yardage so we could go for it on fourth, we threw a bomb that was incomplete. Yeah. And then we it went was just a, on fourth down and got 17 yards on fourth and 19. 
So it was like, man, it really would have been nice to run a draw on that play and pick up seven, you know? Right. It's just the dumbest stuff imaginable. And I don't... But I, I will say, I I love the scheme and the play calling for the most part. I think a lot of that feels like growing pains for Cumbie being his first time really being the head guy, the head honcho, making so, all the decisions. So like running on third and eight, I think he's overthinking it a little bit, you know? I hear what you're saying, and I hope that's what it is. Certainly no one here wants it to be that he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and he's just a dipshit moron who could never be a head coach. <laughs> Jesus. But... Ultimately, it didn't matter when you lose by 20. Still, what's going to happen when we're in a close game? Is he going to be stupid and running on third and eighth then? It's just things that I things that I think about. So, with all that being said, I think we can all agree that the players were horrible. The coaching was awful. Um, it was all very bad. You get sacked seven times. You can't pick up first downs. You can't stop a run. Everything that you need to be at least... Everything that you need to be good at to win a game of football, these guys were not good at. So, so, so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, But what wasn't frustrating and something that we thought would be frustrating all year was the quarterback play, I think, in this one. Parker McNeil with a second straight game without throwing an interception. Or fumble. Well, did he fumble? I don't think he did. He fumbled, but I don't think it was lost. I I thought so. No turnovers for Tech. Yeah, no turnovers. Which is a step in the right direction. Uh, what was his final stat line? Anyone got that up? Uh, 26 for 37, 424 yards, two touchdowns. That's fucking fantastic. Yep. I mean, truly, that that is objectively fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the most passing yards uh, by a Conference USA quarterback so far this season in a game. Um, again, uh, in the in the post bye week, uh, he now has, I believe, six touchdowns and no interceptions. Is that right, Nathan? Or did he have five against UTEP? At four against UTEP. So yeah, so six touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, obviously that twenty-six for thirty-seven is way, way better than anything I think we would have dared to expect. Um, and yeah, a lot of it is scheme based. A lot of it is pat short passes. You know, they're getting Smoke Harris involved in a lot of good ways. But I mean, I I love watching this offense, man. It is a lot of fun to watch the movement that we do passing wise. Yeah. Let's say there's an asterisk. (laughs) I like watching half of this offense. The the movement that we do pre-snap to figure out like who's covering who, and then, you know, making the right read both on running the route and on making the read uh, from Parker McNeil's perspective and, and hitting the throw. I mean, it's just fun to watch the passing game. I will, I will put the asterisk there myself um, now. And it's, I think it's frustrating because we don't have these other elements that we need to be successful, like a run game with any kind of a pulse um, or a defense that can get off the field uh, with with any urgency. Right. But Smoke Harris, 10 for 156, Trey Harris, 6 for 129. Yeah, good, good, good shit from uh, from our receivers. Taj McGee getting involved as well. That's great to see because he's a young guy. So, um, yeah, I, I love love watching this offense play. Well. Sometimes <laughs> I, I can I can take the poor run game with this pass game. I'm I'm fine with it enough. I wish it was better, but I I can live with it. Uh, if it was just a, like 100th ranked instead of what is it 128th right now, or is it yeah. 131? Uh, I don't know. Whatever it is. The point is, it's bad. Very yeah. bad. It is. Uh, yeah, we have the 122nd rush offense with 94.2 yards per game. 20th best pass offense with 300. 301 yards per game so yeah progress it would be it would be very very nice to see that run offense number go up and uh you know 
not average two yards per carry against FBS competition. That would be great. All right. So we've talked a lot about this game. Is there anything that was surprising? Uh, yeah. Tech giving up 475 fucking rush yards. I, I guess that counts. Evan, you have anything? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like we've said everything that needs to be said. I, I'll say the kid, I don't know if this made it to the broadcast, but the kid who in the not. fourth quarter caught a, uh, like the ball went into the end zone on a kickoff and he just jumps out of the stands, grabs the ball and runs <laughs> all 100 yards to the other side. And no one really knew what was going on until he ran into the tunnel where there were two cops just standing there. He saw the cops the exact same moment the cops saw him. And then he tried to juke the cops and the cops were having absolutely none of it and just brutally like manhandled this (laughs) this kid who like clearly was like, okay, I'm giving myself up. This kid, if he had run into the corner, like and just hopped up into the stands on the other side, no one would have fucking known. Like he he was like people probably would have saw him, saw him and started looking for him, but he would have gotten away with it. Uh, but he ran straight into the cops. So a surprise was uh, that kid's 40 speed was pretty good, but had no lateral movement to get away from those uh, those police officers in the end zone. Does he have eligibility for our defense? <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, also JD Head's beard. That I'll, I'll give that. Uh, oh yeah, that a shout out too. <laughs> player of the game, Evan. Who's your player of the game? I'll go Parker McNeil since I'm first. Yeah, I I don't see. It. I mean. I could see it going to either the Harris boys. I really want to just give it to Parker because he's improved so dramatically. And yeah. it could be a it could be a testament to the fact that he was never really a bad football player. He just had a bit of the yips to start out with. Uh, but he he's looked fantastic. And yep. he did he had, he had mean, another great one on Saturday. If it's crazy, like we lost by a lot to South Alabama, but like if this version of Parker McNeil shows up for that game, that's a totally Probably different ballgame. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the whole the whole game is different, you know. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nathan, you got anybody else? Or are you giving it to Parker as well? Uh, honestly, just because of the interception before halftime, and he has one of the higher PFF scores in this game too. BJ Williamson, North Texas could have easily added on another touchdown or at least a field goal before the half, back when it was still kind of competitive, and he made a pretty good play in the end zone to come down with the interception. So it probably should belong to Parker McNeil, but rather than letting him sweep the category, I'll go ahead and give it to BJ Williamson. <laughs> but yeah, uh, here's where we do our final thoughts and did tech go and did tech die? We've talked a lot about this, so let's just go straight. Did tech go and did tech die? Matt, you want to start? It, it's kind of weird. I feel like part of the team went yeah, and died because the other half of the ship, like the Titanic, snapped in half. So uh, you have to go with a rarity here that said uh, that we were... Uh, <laughs> I keep shooting to the scene in Jason Sick, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, where they throw a, a rusty piece of a gate into Jason's corpse. He gets hit by lightning and resurrects. Because uh, it feels kind of like that's what the offense had to keep doing, was reanimating itself because the defense was so so bad. Uh, but, I mean, Tech didn't go, and they died. You play as a team, you win as a team, you lose as a team. They didn't go, they died. Uh I just want to point out that this is the only podcast, I guarantee you, the only podcast in the world where you will hear Louisiana Tech compared <laughs> to, to, to Freddy versus Jason Part 6 or whatever. Uh, hold on a second. There's no such thing as Freddy versus Jason Part 6. By then, they got to give up. I mean, um, eventually, they got to have a winner eventually. Uh, whatever whatever installments. it is. I, 
whatever it is, it's the most one of the most storied horror franchises in history. Just just two geriatric former scary men going at each other. Well, the the rights for both are up in the air right now. But what I was saying is, anyway, I compared it to Friday the Thirteenth Part Six: Jason Lives, where the corpse of Jason Voorhees was reanimated by lightning striking a rusty fence post inserted in Jason's corpse, struck twice by lightning, comes back to life for zombie Jason, which lasts for the rest of the duration of the Friday the 13th franchise as we know it today. So my, my deepest apologies to Mr. Voorhees uh, tech, Thank you. Uh, much like Jason before being struck by lightning uh, died um, on, yeah, there you go on, uh, on Saturday. And I was there Thank to you. watch it. Um, the offense has promise, but like you said, Matt, uh, when as a team lose as a team, um, total team effort was not there. Tech did not go and also died. Yeah, I haven't watched enough horror movies to also give a give a uh, just like The Shining. Uh, tech died. What? I don't know. I I can't make these references because I've never seen these movies. Yeah. Well, I haven't either, to be clear. But uh, okay. The Shining is two hours and forty minutes of an alcoholic Jack Nicholson stumbling around a hotel. <laughs> That's what our defense did. They got drunk and yeah, stumbled two, around the two football hours and field. Forty minutes of stumbling around the football field. Yep. I mean, Sounds although I did right. mention I mentioned Stanley Kubrick earlier in this when I said who directed this 11 second short for La Tech football, uh, Stanley Kubrick directed The Shining. Yeah, that's more psychological horror. But uh, you, so are you saying that Tech didn't go and also died? Yeah, I don't think the offense went enough, but I think collectively as a whole they did not go, and they also died. The offense didn't start clicking early enough, and having to play from behind the whole game didn't do anybody any favors. So that's my answer to that question well that about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please don't die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our blog where you can do the contest that closes right before tech's game gets started the fantasy football challenge which closes right before the first kusa game which i believe is a friday night game from here forward or you can buy a t-shirt in the shop gtpdd.dog slash shop This month, it's a 1972 Grantland Rice Bowl National Championship shirt, and it's also available on a sweatshirt as well, since it's starting to get a little cold out there, depending on what part of the country you're in, and you should grab one today. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. Go Tech. Please don't die. guesses blackout jerseys which i guess that could make sense you know, it's the screen goes dark at the end we're playing the- at 2 p.m that's a dumb time <laughs> for a blackout jersey you're gonna fucking get heat stroke also i, I mean <laughs> as far as things that could be that that's not my favorite on the list um or maybe it's a subtle allegory for the ever worsening infrastructure and energy crisis in lincoln parish <laughs> that's a- <laughs> There is a train. The train is the only thing keeping this town alive.